cliffcentral.com And it feels like I've never left because Anthea is here and so is Adonis Summers. Right, Anthea, what's going on in the money? Good morning, Ben. Where do you want me to start? With sport in the economy or with why Ramaphosa is visiting London? Um, well, it'd be like Leanne, just take all the sport away from me. Whatever you, whatever you like, Anthea. Whatever you like. Shall we start with China banning the NBA viewing in their media? Because one of. Oh, this is a the, big deal, yeah. The general manager of the Houston Rockets basketball team tweeted something that he didn't, uh, that the Chinese government didn't like about the Hong Kong protests. Um, which, by the way, I think is not nearly as funny as them banning Winnie the Pooh a couple of months ago. <laughs> Because but now uh, South Park are, are, get, are really getting into this That's For their 300th right. episode They've really got stuck into the Chinese in this And then they also banned South Park I mean, it, It's quite funny, it's silly really And So, so the reason we, we're looking at China At the moment is because there was a Chinese Delegation in Washington this weekend And we actually Thought that nothing was going to come of it Because so many things happened First of all the Chinese delegation said that they had already Booked earlier flights home um, the U.S. banned some of the officials from visiting. In other words, didn't get, give them visas. We had this NBA issue. Um, of course, Donald Trump's tweet didn't help much. I mean, I cannot believe this. What was man. his tweet? It's funny how, how that line there could be added to so many different stories mm. and works. Mm-hmm. But yes, Donald Trump's tweet didn't help matters either. <laughs> he said, as I have stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey I've done before. What is wrong oh, with no this age. man? So because Turkey is an emerging market economy and South Africa is an emerging market economy, traders got really nervous and suddenly sold off all emerging market economies. Like hmm. currencies. So our currency struggled a bit at the beginning of last week. But then by by fri- Thursday, Friday, we'd all forgotten about it and they were buying South African rands again. Although it, it wasn't terrible for us. We did end on a positive note. Our emerging mar- our um, equities or our stock market did end on a positive note. So it wasn't Sorry, Anthony, just terrible. just side question. Should hmm. currencies be traded like they are? Are there not enough to trade out there? I mean, wh- wh- why, why are currencies traded as well because that creates volatility which doesn't exactly help or hit or does it um so volatility is always good because it gives you the opportunity to make money says the trader yeah i know but like but um, then, but then I'm, I'm talking about the consumer who suddenly because someone said something the rand is now worth less now i've got to pay more like why must i oh, suffer as a that? consumer should yeah. you be trading currencies hell no 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 I'm, I'm saying like as a consumer why must i suffer from from currencies being traded because the currency is the base of investments and trade, right? So the traders don't willy-nilly just trade currencies mostly. They do it either to hedge their portfolios or to get exposure if something goes wrong. So if I'm inv- if I've got a portion of your offshore money invested, let's say in the U.S., and I think the dollar is going to strengthen, then that's fine. But if I think the dollar is going to weaken, I would sell dollars and get rands so to hedge out any. Volatility or change in your investment in the US. So currencies basically are a hedge and also for trading. So if I'm buying, um, importing something from the US or from China or wherever, then I would have to buy US dollars or Chinese yuan or renminbi or whatever the case may be. So that's why, why currencies are traded so much. For you as a consumer, I know this is, this is such a bone of contention. There's lots of, 
packages about make lots of money trading forex. Oof, that, that was, that's a dangerous game. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I just thought like there's so many different things you can trade on. It's like you always hear these things about someone says something, does something, and suddenly our rand goes to shit. I just think it's unfair. Oh, shame. It's unfair. I know. <laughs> that's why I feel. I, I, I miss my quarter life crisis. And <laughs> catching up now. <laughs> You're upset about stuff. <laughs> and then why is Ramaphosa in London? Well, a couple of weeks ago, he put together a new advisory committee. And I don't know all of them. A lot of them seem am- academic. Two of them I do know, though. Two youngsters. Youngsters or well, younger than me, so that doesn't make them youngsters. But um, they're both great economists. Wandile uh, Sishlobo is an agricultural economist. And Tabi Lioka is a doctor of economics. And I know them both. They're Absolutely brilliant. So I'm very chuffed with this. And then on Monday... Sorry, hang a second. So but, but has he implemented a execution committee? Because I don't think advice is a problem we have in this country. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you could call him up right now and advise him in two minutes of what to do. Does he have an impl- impl- implementation okay, committee? So before that, I think it was August, he put together a blueprint for a new plan. And I can't remember what the new plan was. It might have been called the blueprint or something. The new economic dawn. Oh, is that what it was called? Oh, thank no. you, Ben. No, but, close <laughs> enough, making it up. But, but listen, since 1994, we've had the Reconstruction and Development Plan, the Growth Employment and Redistribution Plan, the Accelerated and Shared Growth Initiative, the New Growth Plan, the New Develop or the National Development Plan, NDP, and then this one in August. See, so it's all these advisories, but there's no, there's no execution plans. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So nothing, so those are supposed to be the execu- execution plans, but they just don't come into fruition. Anthony, I'm even paying attention and I can see the floors here. (laughs) (laughs) And then last week, Monday, you know he's now got this new newsletter that he puts out to the nation and he talks from the desk of Ramaphosa, right? From the desk of the president. Last week he wrote about the African Continental Free Trade Area or Agreement. And he was saying that how South Africa is going to benefit as the most industrialized economy on the continent and blah, blah, blah. And so I think he's gone off to London, the point of all of this, to sell all of this. So that's that's his sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's selling development and growth and plans and advisory committees and give me money and I'll trust and invest in South Africa. It'll be fine. So he always says. Well, he's a politician. He kind of has to, though, yeah. doesn't he? Well, only paint me cynical. I'm not overly sold in that one, Cyril. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things you need to show up before you can get the Hail Mary pass of becoming this exactly. industrial marvel of the African continent. I mean, yes. the bar is quite low because a lot of countries here have fucked things up tremendously, historically and currently. Um, the shame of it is, of course, in historically that South Africa used to be the fastest growing economy or, or, or the biggest economy on the continent. And we're not that anymore either. So we do need to do something. Yep. Very good. Yeah, and then in company news, we had Clicks putting out a trading statement saying that earnings would come in higher than previously guided, between 15 and 18%. They previously guided to between 10 and 15%, which is great in this environment. I mean, there were a few distractions or detractions, I think, from that number. But judging by the price action after the announcement, the share was up 11%. Investors in this country are Desperate for good news stories at this stage. It's unbelievable to see that happen. I mean, Clix has always been what we call perfectly priced or in layman's terms, expensive. Um, but hey, we're still buying it in, as investors. 
Um, and then Impala Platinum, which, as you know, is a platinum mining company, yeah, got that. said last week that they'd agreed to acquire 100% of Northern American Palladium. Um, they're paying 758 they huh? Palladium? They want no, shoes? Not shoes. Ben, it's a metal, isn't it? How did you get shoes? Yeah, how did, how did you, you get go from shoes, Palladium ben? to Palladium shoes? Palladium is a shoe brand. No, no Ben, oh, can't dear. Okay. Sorry, I think I... <laughs> Ben, then I think this is, out loud. I think this is a time when you should listen yeah. and not speak. It's not a talking moment, Ben. So, rhodium and palladium are the other metals used in catalytic converters for new cars, and so they, of course, will benefit from tightening emissions legislation in places like China, India, Europe, North America. Um, is it a good idea for Impala Platinum at this stage of the cycle, which a lot of people think are the peak, is the peak of the commodity cycle, to be spending 11.4 billion rand on a palladium company? Um, and it's a Canadian-based company, by the way. Um, I think it's okay. So they generate, on average, annualized about 12 billion rand free cash flow per annum. Last reporting, they were sitting on a billion rand in free in, in cash, net cash. Um, okay, which is still short of 10 billion rand. <laughs> but they're going to get that from bridging or finance from Morgan Stanley. They're going to sell some shares. They're going to do a whole lot of things to raise this money. Um, so they should be fine. I think it's a great move for them to diversify out of platinum in, into palladium metal, not shoes. <laughs> then <laughs> then I'll see. I mean, there's so it's many. It's going to be so funny. You'll be in a shopping mall and you're going to see palladium and go, go, I can't oh. wait to see. I'm going to go and look it no, up. Actually, what do you I, mean? <laughs> I just Googled it and it does exist, Ben. I've seen those shoes before. Those yeah. funny boot-like shoes. Exactly. If you own a pair, that joke would have been funny. If not, then it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. so anyway. You, you win something, you lose something in life. Sorry, moving okay. on to Celsius. Sorry, yes. Please do. <laughs> Go ahead. Lots of news about Celsius. So you can't actually get access directly or exposure to Celsius because they're not listed, but they are owned 45% by Blue Label Telecom, which put out results a while ago. Fairly disastrous. They've written, completely written down their investment in Celsius. And last week there were just stories abounding about maybe China Mobile coming in and rescuing Celsius. And now there's stories about maybe Telcom circling and potentially buying Celsius. And then the last story was that Celsius are selling down a whole lot of assets. I think potentially there's a good network that they use um, or a customer base that Celsius could potentially sell down. But other than that, I can't imagine why any other commun- telecoms company would want to buy sure. their assets. So you're looking to start a mobile business? Mobile no. Tele- no. Okay. No. <laughs> Not anytime soon, Ben. <laughs> Doesn't seem appealing to me. No, because oh, okay. you've got so much competition, right? You've exactly. got rain. Um, and it's just unbelievable. Um, and then Mondi released a trading update for their third quarter. So, my, so normally South African companies only release statements or financial statements twice a year. But if you're in the U.S., you have to do it four times a year. And Mondi is listed offshore, U.S. and Europe, sorry. Um, and so they released their third quarter trading update. EBITDA, earnings before interest tax, depreciation and amortization, is down 18%, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, and, and a number of things, weaker demand, lower selling prices, they're lowering the forestry value that they own. A couple of things, but still, you know, it's not a terrible share. They're fairly consistent in what they do. 
Um, and they are moving out of just plain packaging into recycled packaging. Um, and their cardboard box business, corrugated cardboard, as they call it, really has done particularly well because now we're all ordering online and we're getting our deliveries in cardboard boxes. Funny that, eh? Mm. Um, so it's on a 9.6 times forward multiple, which is relatively cheap, 5% dividend yield. And in South Africa, to get cash in hand or decent dividend is actually quite hard to do. It's not hugely exciting, but it's not terrible either. Um, so if you want to buy kind of Monday shares and put it in your bottom drawer, that's probably not a bad play. Not much happening in South Africa again this week, but it is U.S. reporting season. People like... Uh, Charles Schwab, Netflix are reporting this week. We're always excited about that. I'm not sure why, really. Well, they've got, they've got big pressure coming up with dis, with Mickey Mouse, basically. That's right. Disney are streaming. competing. Yeah. Yeah, you so have they, been watching the news. <laughs> I just pick up some important pieces out here. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's all about subscriber numbers and whether or not they can price, uh, they can maintain their competitive pricing structure. Yeah, I'm still amazed by that because they put a lot of money into production because they have to. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how that does kick on. Is that it for your Monday? That's it. Thanks, Fantastic. guys. Fantastic. Anthea, thanks Good so week. much. Back Thank you, next Anthea. Monday. Thanks, Anthea.